Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In the meantime, though, there's another conversation that we came across in McLean's magazine that was... uh, I think pretty salient to what's going on in our province right now. There's been a lot of focus on um, social disorder in Alberta's big cities. Both Calgary and Edmonton have had all kinds of issues in the downtown areas. And there are horror stories about what people have witnessed and encountered and personally seen on public transit. So much so, as you know, um, the province has deployed additional sheriffs to work alongside police in the downtowns of Edmonton and Calgary. That, that That's a good thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Uh, public safety, very important. This should help. People should feel safer. Um, but it's reactionary. It doesn't deal with the cause of the problem, which is sort of a much tougher job, I think, to deal with. Um, and uh, there's a bunch of different factors that go into it. Our next guest, John Danino, is the president of Amalgamated Transit Union of Canada, and has been, you know, living in this world for a really long time. John joins us now. John, appreciate your time. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. So, I mean, in your role as union leader, of course, you've spent years and years and years involved in public transit. You've seen what you call an unfolding national crisis, right? It's just steadily declined year over year over year. Absolutely. You know, we're seeing the downward spiral of public transit and the funding models that once were in place that have eroded uh, and been abolished by federal governments and provincial governments, in fact. Uh, and that is complicating where we are in the public transit sector. And has it changed? I mean, uh, like, has it been a steady trajectory? Or I think you say in the last two, three years, it seems like things have really spiked dramatically. When we, when we look at things like violence on our transit systems right across the country, uh, you know, we seem to keep pointing to the same common denominators. Uh, and those are things like, you know, our, our social status of where we are today. We're looking at homelessness. We're looking at addiction issues. We're looking at mental health issues and how they intersect with public transit. We want to be clear at ATU that we're not suggesting that all of the root causes of violence on our public transit systems are related right. to those that are in crisis or in, dif- in difficulties, but they are some of the mitigating circumstances around it. So, uh, first of all, the reaction that we're seeing from a lot of politicians, including here in Alberta, and like I said earlier, I, I'm not saying this is a bad thing to do when it increased law enforcement. That seems to be what happens a lot. I know they've done that in Toronto as well. I mean, it's a, it's a national crisis, and this is a national response that we're seeing that's fairly the same. Um, that that's beneficial in some regards, isn't it? I mean, that's it's reactionary, but it does help. Look, uh, you know, we have said openly and vocally that increased vigilance may act as a deterrent, but that is only a short-term fix for a long-term problem. Uh, putting more policing into into our public transit systems may rebuild some customer confidence and feel more safe. Uh, but we need to get down and look at the root causes. Right. And we need to put those staunch investments in public transit and all of those social elements that are complicating our current situation. Help us understand why 
some of the social pressures and some of the social ills that we're seeing in the country are spilling into what we're now identifying as a crisis in in public transit. I mean, like, where let's let's talk about uh, homelessness, houselessness. How does that contribute to the problem? If one could imagine uh, uh, how our economy has unfolded uh, since the beginning of the pandemic, how uh, workers are suffering, how uh, citizens are suffering, um, the affordability of housing has gone through the roof. Interest rates are at an astronomical high, and it's making it that much more difficult for people to live. And people are finding refuge in public transit facilities and on transit vehicles. One can only imagine that if you are homeless and sleeping on a bus and were rudely awakened, um, you know, you would probably are going to react in a very, uh, very troubling way. And so, you know, uh, public transit is not where we should be living. Yeah. yeah. Housing is where we should be living. And and like you say, it's also uh, sort of a, a catchment area in a way for, I mean, that, there's nowhere else to go. Same thing for people dealing with mental health and addiction issues, right? A lot of that is sort of what's open 24 hours, what's public? Well, transit. Absolutely. And so, you know, when you're in crisis and you're looking for a safe and warm place to go, and the only place you can go is a public transit system or a, you know, a city bus, uh, I, I'm not faulting those people for looking for refuge. I think we need to do better as a society and be able to provide the necessities of life uh, and the necessities of health and well-being that Canadians deserve across this country. So what's the solution here? You're calling for like an all-hands-on-deck task force, right? Everybody get together in the same room and get started on this. Who would be there? So our ask, of course, is that, you know, federal governments uh, step up to the plate and work with the provinces and redevelop and reestablish the 50-50 model of subsidizing public transit and looking at some of the common denominators when it comes to how these acts of violence are happening and where we need to put our best foot forward in terms of trying to assist Canadians across this country on how they can live safer and live better and deal with those mental health issues and those addiction problems in a real fruitful way that is going to deliver uh, the needs of those people who are in crisis. And, and like you say, John, I mean, it, there's going to be a million different agencies, different levels of government. It's going to take a lot of different people getting involved, and it's going to require Monday, money and uh, and a focused effort on, on changing things, right? It's, and it's not going to happen overnight. No, it's not going to happen overnight. And, uh, you know, uh, far too often, every time a crisis happens in, on a transit property, uh, we see the reactionary measures from, from transit agencies, yeah. from policing and from municipalities. Um, we, we have to stop looking at reactive me- measures, and we need to start planning for proactive solutions. Makes sense. John, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you being with us. Thank you so much.